about six months down the road, um, you quit doing comedy. Why? Uh, you kill a kid. Uh, how did I kill a kid? With your comedy, you um, you were doing a show at this uh, laundromat called <laughs> "I'll Tumble for You." Was <laughs> was it just a laundromat, or did it have like a bar or I mean, like they, a cafe? They have um, they have a vending machine. Okay, they've got like a Donkey Kong game. Um, it's just a just a fucking laundromat. Was it a show there? Yeah, was there's a, a show there. Okay. Yeah. Um, you were headlining the show. You were doing uh, you were doing thirty minutes at a laundromat. Um, the show was called Spin Cycle, and uh, so you're doing Spin Cycle at I'll Tumble for You. It's this laundromat. Is it a good show? Oh, like it's, it's dog shit. It's terrible. <laughs> it's not. It's not good. It's a show at a laundromat. Okay, so yeah. it's poorly attended. Yeah, I mean, people are only there because. They have what to be. What time is the show? Is it during the 11 day? PM. <laughs> it's 11 p.m.? It's 11 p.m.? Yeah, it's a late show. They have an 8, <laughs> they have an 8 p.m. And, and an 11 p.m. Uh, what day of the week? Uh, this is a Monday night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they have an 8 p.m. show and an 11 p.m. show. All right. Who's hosting it? Um, new guy in town. Okay. His name is Clint Silverton. I don't trust him. A lot of people don't. <laughs> But you know, show's a show, so he does an okay job. He's like, "Look, I'll give you." Um, Am I getting paid? You get paid a part of the door. <laughs> does anyone come? People come, but they're there to do laundry. Okay. So nobody pays for the show, but you do get um, you do get free food. He gives you a dollar. He puts a dollar bill instead of giving you a single dollar bill. He takes out one of his own and he puts it into the vending machine. And he goes, "You can have anything in there." That's Why is he? Why is he not just handing me that dollar bill? Because he because it's for food. Okay. Why you know, is he just condescendingly putting my dollar bill into the vending machine? Because he, he wants I, to make sure that you spend it on food. Because that's what the agreement is. All right. So do I get to pick anything at the vending machine? Anything that's under a dollar. If it's under a dollar, he keeps the change. What's available that's under a dollar? There's uh, Milky Way dark chocolate. Sounds rare. There's um, there's an Airheads three pack. It says there's a white a pack of white three mystery, Airheads. A pack of three Airheads. Okay, um, what flavors? It says includes white mystery flavor. Mm. The white one was the mystery flavor. Okay. The other two could be completely random, but you're getting a mystery a mystery white one in there. Is uh, there anything like nutritious? You can get a bunch of gum. You know, you can get gum. The gums the gums are 25 cents, so he's going to keep 75 cents. So if you want him to get you a pack I of gum. I want to get my money's worth. I yeah. want to get the dark chocolate Milky Way. Okay. So you get the dark chocolate Milky Way. Um, it gets like, it's stuck. And he's like, oh, that sucks. <sighs> well, maybe next time. So he doesn't give and me he, another dollar? He goes, no. He goes, sorry. That was... That was all the only dollar I had. Well, and then he goes, hey, you're up next. So you have to go do your this set. This is right before my set? Yeah, it's right before your set. Uh, you see, as you walk away, you see that he elbows the machine and the candy bar comes out and he grabs it and he unwraps it. And he goes, oh, I fucking love dark chocolate Milky Ways. So he's like rubbing it in. That's so you're, fucked up. Yeah, he's not, he's not like a good dude. 
but show's a show. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you do this, you do your set, you're there, and uh, like there's just this kid who like won't stop running around a laundromat because he's a child, you know, he's a kid. He's running around the like, laundromat. How old is he? He's like five. You know, is he like with his parents or is he just don't, like you never really wild... find out like you never. Really, I mean, you eventually you meet the parents. But uh, at this point in time, after you kill their 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 son, you meet the parents. But at right at this moment, you don't know where they are. You, I mean, he, you assume that he has parents, but you don't know if they're there. But he's just running around being like a little shit. He's uh, at one point he like knocks the mic stand over and you kind of like laugh the first time and play it cool. And then he does it again. And you're like, hey, can we get his parents? And you're kind of like laughing, but nobody's listening because it's a laundromat. And you're just hearing like the tumble of the dryers and like the Am Donkey I, like, Kong game. Doing well. Oh, no. Like, it's going bad. Back. So this kid just keeps coming up and knocking the mic stand over. And eventually you uh, you take the the uh, the kid and you put him in a dryer. <laughs> and you find a quarter on the ground and you start the dryer. What? Why would I do? <laughs> you were really pissed so you you put the kid in the dryer and you set it to on and then you bar the door with the mic stand he kept kicking over and his, his parents weren't paying attention <laughs> <laughs> was anyone <laughs> no dude his body uh, they pulled it out in the lint tray like it was like you got burned to a crisp that's horrific <laughs> it's awful i mean you did it uh, so you killed this kid with your comedy the family sues you you owe them a hundred thousand dollars Punitive damages. That's it. I mean, yeah, you got off kind of easy. They felt bad for you, uh, and they they I knew don't that like why. they they because they knew that like little Tommy Tingle, little that was Tommy, his name? yeah, little Tommy Tingle. They knew little Tommy Tingle was kind of a shit disturber, and they were like, you know what? He didn't Honestly, deserve to be just, burned alive. They're, they're kind of bad parents, you know. They're like, we're just kind of glad he's out of our hair, so. You're like, okay, whatever, but you still owe them a hundred thousand dollars. So but it's obviously like a very it's a big event in your life. It really bothers you. Uh you quit doing comedy, you decide to move. You move to uh Tucson. Why? Tucson, Kansas. Tucson, Kansas. Yeah, not even the good Tucson. What's there? Did I have a reason? Did I just like point at a map and just You're managing a GameStop? <laughs> Did Here. the GameStop contact me here no you found them i found them yeah you're like i need there's a website called uh outoftownjobs.com and it's where you go when you need a job and you need to get out of town fucking asap that's what it says outoftownjobs.com come here we need to get a job out of town so is it it like a manager position yeah you're running this GameStop, right okay but is it like a do they operate like a franchise like i mean it's owned by barnes and noble so they're you know Okay. Yeah, you're like a corporate person. You're, but you're running this GameStop. Either way, you're doing pretty good. You got the only GameStop in like 200 miles. It's pretty impressive. Uh, you're doing all right. You know things are going okay. And am I like respected at work? Yeah, you won manager of the region this last year, but there's oh. only uh, three oh, stores in your region. Okay. But either way, it's one still, out of three. Don't, hey, don't diminish. I'm not. I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you how it worked out. Um. So you go home, right? You leave the GameStop. You go home to your apartment. Is it like a studio? Or- it's like a one bedroom. It's one bedroom. Yeah, it's so a. It's have comfortable. like a view. Yeah, you got a nice little view. It's for what it is, you know. In Tucson, it's a nice little place. 
You feel good. You feel like you're kind of like settling in and you, you got to like figure out a plan to Do I have friends. Uh, you're working on it. You know, um, how, how am I working on it? Do you're I have- just you're going to work and hoping for meeting people. You know, there's not a whole lot of nightlife in Tucson, uh, Tucson, Kansas. So you go to the store one day and you're like, I'm just going to you got a weekend off. It's like your first weekend off in months. Okay. Like, I'm going to have a dessert. I'm going to put on a Netflix show. I'm just going to have a me night. What dessert? Uh, so you're walking through like the bakery mm-hmm. and there's like, you come around the corner and you just lock eyes with this box. This box is like eight inches by eight inches by like three inches. It's a clear plastic, box. it's the clearest plastic box you've ever seen in your life. For a second, you, you reach out to touch it. Because it's so crystal clear. You're like, how are they just storing these these pastries out in the open? And then you touch it, and you're like, holy shit, that's such crystal clear packaging. What's in the what's in this invisible box? It's four sticky buns. Mm. And I'm not big on sticky buns. You know you haven't been? Like for most of your life. Then after that brutal murder, um, as you were leaving the laundromat, one of the snacks that you got as you were leaving was like a sticky bun. And you're like, I, this is the only this is the only thing I can get. And you ate it for the first time in your life, and you just associate. So like, it reminds me of taking buns. a life. No, it, it reminds you of like the thrill of the hunt. You know, like so. Like, so I'm a psychopath. No, 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 no. The sticky bun just awakens something in your core, and you just like feel it. With just every the murder fiber and urge. Being. No, it's not the murder part. It's just like this this primitive. I don't like who primal. I've become. I'm just. T- <laughs> Just tell you what happens. We don't always like that. Can I turn myself in and ask for more jail time so I can no, feel some you, repentance? You you tried that at the trial, and the and the but the parents were like, "Hey man, we gotta can we speed this up? We're going to Cabo." And like the parents were really terrible parents, and the judge was like, "I can't." Like this is clearly on them. That's, it's really redeem me of my crimes. No, it's really horrifying. It's a terrible experience. So you're working at this GameStop, and you see these fucking sticky buns. And you're like, you know what? And I'm like, do I get them for my coworkers? No, you, this is a you weekend. Okay. So you're like, I'm going to get these sticky buns. And when you grab the package, there's a big L in the middle of it. And it says, Lanolac sticky buns, the stickiest around. And there's like a little spider hanging from like a web on the corner of the packaging. It's Mrs. Sticky Legs. She's the she's the the mascot. Why is, this, why is the spider gendered? Is she like? Does she have a a floppy hat on? No, she's wearing like a chef's outfit. Okay. Yeah, if you look really close, you can see her like pulling with one does of her. Does she have eyelashes? Yes. Okay. You can see her pulling like a tray of sticky buns out of an oven, and she goes, "I made these myself." Okay. Yeah. So you you check Sounds out. You go cute. home. It's cute. You check out. You go home. You wake up the next morning and you see those sticky buns sitting on your counter. Almost like I didn't eat them immediately. No, no. You wanted to wake up and savor them. Okay. You didn't want to waste them. You wanted to like feel your body process them. You know, that's what these sticky buns do to you and your soul. You feel like they complete you. Okay. So you see the sticky buns. Yeah. I mean, they're really good. So would you eat one? 
I mean, yeah, it sounds like this future murder version of me wants, wants sticky buds. Well, so you take a bite, and I got to be honest with you, it's the best <laughs> thing you've ever eaten in your entire life. Better tasting than murder? You can't even remember murder when you take a bite of these sticky buns. And I feel like I'm just an adorable person. You feel transported back in time. You feel like you taste the sticky bun and it reminds you of a time when you were. uh, Before I killed. Before you killed when you were 11 years old. There's one summer that uh, you spent with like your friends uh, and you were staying at like their like a friend's house overnight and their mom, who's always like your favorite friend mom. Like you woke up to the smell of like sticky buns in the morning and you remember her just bringing them into you and just like holding one right in your face and you it's, woke up and she goes sticky buns and like, you took a bite and it was just like, oh, perfect. You know, it was the best way to Wait, wake up. Was I like on a first name basis with yeah. the mom? Yeah. Her name was Julie. Okay. Did I ask her like inappropriate questions about her love life? I mean, yeah. And she was, you know, you, you get a couple, uh, couple glasses of wine and Julie, she'll tell you pretty much everything. <laughs> Julie was awesome. Julie ruled. Yeah, she didn't have to work. She got uh, into a car accident when she was 18. Big settlement. Didn't really fuck her up. But man, she's led a cool life. So did I I like her kid? Yeah, you were good friends uh, with Margaret. Margaret Singer. Margaret Singer? Yeah. (laughs) How did I meet Margaret Singer? To school. Okay. You met her in choir class. She was a great singer. And we like get along or do I yeah. sit, like talk? No, you guys are, you guys are buds. Okay. Yeah. But it reminds you of those sticky buns that she fed you that morning. You just feel like trust, you know, it just instills the feeling of trust in you and you close your eyes and you just chew this sticky bun and you're taken back to a time and a place where things were simpler. You see the light like coming in through the window on the couch you lay down. You're like, I'm going to take a nap in the sun. Am I a cat? Today you are. You know. <laughs> I mean, not literally, of course. You have to explain that on the show. So you lay down. You have this dream of like you, like just being a child, frolicking through through leaves, jumping in big piles of leaves in autumn. You know, just frolicking. Like a good solid frog. Am I just on the floor? Do I have a no. pillow? Do I have a blanket? You're, you're on the couch. Okay. There's like a there's like a throw pillow. You're comfortable. Okay. And you wake up, and when you wake up, you you like kind of sit up, and the cushions like are attached to you, and they come up with you. Am I sweaty? No, you're not sweaty. <laughs> you never felt more cool in your life. I'm like refreshed in my you're froggy. Totally refreshed. You feel like all of your senses are heightened. But just like things are just sticking to you. Things are sticking to me? Yeah. Like you let you. Like the couch? Like you raise your arms up and like the cushions are like stuck to your arms. What's what's on my skin? You like uh, you kind of like take them off and you feel like little prickly hairs along your skin. Am I turning into a werewolf? No, you you go to pass like you're like I'm gonna go look in the mirror. So you go like walk into the bathroom, and you pass the box of sticky buns, and you just happen to catch it in in, in like a passing glance. And where uh, the spider was is now a cartoon version of you. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, there's a cartoon version of you on that sticky bun box. Am I wearing a chef's outfit? 
you you like feel something on your head and then you go look in the mirror and you have big cartoon lips. What? Like the spider hat? Am I turning into the spider? Uh I don't know. I mean I don't I don't know. I don't know how it works. Like is do I have like coarse body hair growing out? Uh not every- not really. No. Like you, there, there's definitely like prickly hair on your on your limbs that makes stuff like stick to you. Is it okay? So I'm just a little sticky. Yeah, you're, I mean, not just a little sticky. Like things are sticking to you. Do I? Can I like take a shower? Yeah, I mean, you can try. <laughs> can Do you try want to take a shower? Yeah. So you turn the water on. Uh, when you turn the water on and you step into the water, all of your limbs just kind of crumple up and you roll up into a little ball. I, Almost like if you hit a spider with a, like a jet of water. Like if you went to wash a spider out of the bathtub, it's the exact same way. You just sort of tumble towards the end of the tub, but you're so much bigger than the drain. You're not going to fall in it. How, can I get back up again? Yeah, you can like shake it, yourself off and get back up. Well, I feel like I should go to the hospital. So you, you leave to go to the hospital. So you have to like dry yourself off. You're like drying yourself off and the towel like is just stuck to your back. What would you, what would you do? Wait. So I go I go to the hospital. You're you get out to like you have to like dry yourself off from the failed shower. Time, okay. So and you go to like dry yourself and off. And I can't get the towel off? It's just like stuck in there. I mean, you can like you can like peel it off. Okay. Like Velcro. Well then I just peel it off and I could I I can put on clothes, right? I mean, it's going to be hard. Yeah, you could like, they have to be like bulky. Okay. Well, I put on a, like a puffy ski jacket. Okay. And I put on my like flannel okay. uh, cargo pants. Um, so you go to the hospital? Yeah, I go to the hospital. So you go to the hospital. You walk in. You go to the emergency room, right? Do I have insurance? No, no. not yet. <laughs> Okay. You uh, is there you is it, it like uh is there a long wait? No, not a whole lot of action in the uh, Tucson, Kansas emergency room. Do they do I like know them? How small is this? It's, it's pretty t- small. Like how small is this town? Do like, I know you people rec- there? You recognize the a you recognize a guy coming out of the X like X rays as a guy who like just bought uh, an old copy of Dance Dance Revolution on the Xbox. Okay. You saw so him like last week and he sees you. And I like, he, like know everyone's gay borders. Yeah. He kind of like, he locks eyes with you and he feels like intense shame that you know the secret about him. And he like hurries away. We, we're not, we He doesn't like stop to banter. No, he, he's ashamed at his love of dance dance revolution. Okay. He so you, be. you check in, right. And, uh, you see a doctor and this doctor comes in he goes, so what seems to be the problem? And I try to explain that. What would you tell him? That everything's that my that my skin has become sticky, and I would like it to de-stick. So he like he like looks at it and he goes, "Huh?" He says, "It's, it's these fine fibers here, almost like nature put them there herself." They weren't here yesterday. He goes, "Well, they're new." Did you do anything or? Anything that could have caused this? I mean, I just, I was took a nap. That might have done something. Hmm. Naps generally don't. And he turns and like looks up on a computer. He's on the computer for like seven minutes. And he goes, yeah, naps don't do that. Well, I, I ate these buns. He goes, buns? They're sticky. 
I need a sticky bun. Sticky bun. He pulls his glasses off and he chews on the end. He goes, what brand? The Latelex. He goes, huh. And he turns around and he like Googles, can sticky buns make your skin sticky? And he like like tries several different searches. He ultimately puts like Lanolax in there. And he goes, I don't know what to tell you. We're going to keep you overnight for further observation. It's probably for the best. So you're like staying overnight. You're, uh, do I get like my own room? Yeah, you're in your own room. Is it like nice or is it like pretty bare bones? It's pretty bare bones. So you're, you're in your own room. You're about to pass out. You're about to fall asleep. And then the temperature suddenly drops in the room by like 30 degrees. And you're like, what the fuck is that? It slows down your heartbeat enough that you eventually do just kind of like fall asleep. And then you wake up, right? You just like stark, wake up, shoot straight up in bed. And there's a man in front of you. And he is so bald. He looks like before hair was invented. He's that bald. The idea of hair ever being anywhere on this guy's skin is just such a foreign idea to you. He's that bald. Is he, he like, he's smooth? Is it a smooth bald? He is as smooth. He's Rob Thomas, level smooth. You know what I mean? Sure. Be it's the smoothest goddamn thing Santana. you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> he has ice blue eyes, like the color of an ancient glacier. He has these I don't teeth. like it. He has these teeth. They're like shark's teeth. And you thought his teeth were sharp, and then you look down, and you see the suit that he's wearing. It's this blue suit. It looks like it's just made out of razor blades. Like chain mail? Mm, chain mail. This is sharp. Chain mail wouldn't stand a chance against this suit. And he looks at you and says, Angelina, my name's Ice Bones Jones. I'm head of communications at Lanolax Corporation. And uh, I know about the sticky buns. You've been chosen. He goes, we, uh, we planted those there for you. He goes, we need your help. He goes, we need your help. She says, we need you to go back to Austin, Texas, and we need you to steal a painting from a museum in Austin, Texas. No, I've already committed enough crimes. He goes, look, the Lanolax Corporation is very powerful. We have incredible resources. We can make that never have happened. So... If I steal this painting, I'll become unsticky? You'll become unsticky, both personally and legally. Okay, so they're going to reverse this hideous effect. Like, look, I mean, when you say reverse, you mean that means that we could send you back to that day to where you could prevent that mistake from ever happening? You're going to send me back in time? Because that's what you want. Okay, then help. I'll steal a painting, whatever. I've, I'm already morally fucked. So he goes, okay. And he, he writes down the, the address of this museum in Austin. You have to come back. There's a, there's a big billboard with your face on it that says, have you seen this woman? You're wanted. You I down. thought I settled with the family. You Why skip down I- because people just fucking can't believe you put that kid in a dryer. <laughs> I can't believe it either. It's it seemed time barbaric. Out of character. So you go back, you go to this museum, 
and you can see that they're um, they have a they have a section of the it's an it's a newly discovered section of the Sistine Chapel. Uh, it Why just is it in Austin? <laughs> because it's on tour right now. <laughs> it's on tour. Hootie and the Blowfish opens up for it. <laughs> it's called the Hootie and the Sistine Chapel tour. <laughs> it's not a very good name. <laughs> So, but it's not Darius Rucker. It's not country musician Darius Rucker. It's fucking Hootie, dude. Tickets are $88. You get a ticket. You see Hootie. Hootie fucking crushes. <laughs> it's awesome. It's like classic Hootie. There's just an energy in the air that they haven't felt in a long time. Uh, it's, it's fucking amazing. So the, Is the crowd like? Mainly Hootie fans or mainly Sistine Chapel fans? They walked in mainly Hootie fans, but they're leaving Sistine <laughs> Chapel fans because it's so beautiful. You look up and uh, <laughs> the portion of um, the Sistine Chapel is just Christ. And he's like, uh, he's got a big boulder over his head and he's just shredded. It's, it's Christ about to throw a boulder and he's just cut up. Michelangelo... Like, is, really made him look cut. <laughs> is, like, his bulge noticeable? Like, I mean, how explicit yeah. is it? It's pretty fucking noticeable. <laughs> it's pretty. Like, it's several hundred feet up in the air. And there's even, like, so there's, like, it's, like, Christ is, like, wearing, a like, a loincloth. And you can swear. You can almost see, like, out the shape of it. Sounds mesmerizing. Yeah, it's so, pretty impressive. The the piece, not the piece. You know what I mean? Yeah. So is do I have to steal this entire piece of the Sistine Chapel? Mm-hmm. So just the whole exhibit, basically. Pretty much. You you see that it's like it's it's been it's in parts. It's in like four like two foot by two foot parts. It's not like a huge piece. Okay. It was like it wasn't yet assembled, so you everybody like leaves. They're done for the night. The exhibit's getting ready to close up. Would you like stay around? Yeah, I mean, are there like security guards around? There's a couple of them, but they end up like they're. It's like a history museum. They're like just wandering around. I okay. So can are the pieces like mounted on a wall? They're uh they're in like a display box that's hanging from like twenty feet up. It's almost like you're looking up at the Sistine Chapel. The rest of the exhibit is like a recreation of the Sistine Chapel. Okay, so it's in a, like a clear display yeah, box. Like obviously. a clear display. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Opaque one would not be very good. Yeah. Um, I mean, is the and what is the display box like? On the floor, or is it mounted on it's something? Mount, it's like hanging from the ceiling. Oh, it's hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. From okay. Is it? What is it hanging by? There are four poles that are like hanging from the ceiling that the like plate of the bottom plate of the box is like mounted onto. Okay, are there like security cameras around? I mean, yeah, but you look at them, and none of them have like lights on or anything. They don't have it's lights. A, it's on? almost like is that a telling sign? It's almost well. It's almost like whatever security system in here has been turned off. That that would somehow. be crazy. Maybe it's like a the, priceless maybe, piece of art. When you think that there's like a, a chill opening for him, I feel like they're 
you th- you think that question like how did these security cameras get turned off? A chill just runs up your spine, just like an ice cold okay. chill. Are there any like heavy objects around? No. 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 Okay. What about those uh, pole things that uh, they mark the off where the where the crowds those are, can those are gonna, stand? Those are gonna fall so quick. What if I like picked up one of those and I used it to break the glass? It's like twenty feet in the air. It's twenty feet in the air. Yeah, you gotta have to get up that wall somehow. Well, I'm sticky. <laughs> Would you try to climb? So why the don't wall? I stick up the wall? <laughs> so you try to climb up the wall, and it feels like the most natural thing <laughs> you've ever done. You feel you almost feel like you have like four extra limbs helping you along, and you're just like climbing up this wall, right? You can you like hover over the pieces of the Sistine Chapel, and you pick them up and you climb down. You get out of there. I pick up the pieces. You pick them up and you get out of there, and you go back home. And waiting for you in your living room is Ice Bones Jones, <laughs> and he says, "Well, you did well." Does this Hand guy him just, over to me? Does he have any mystical powers? Does he just appear, or I don't know how he gets around. Okay. So he says, "Hand him over to me." Would you give him to him? Um, I would make sure I'd be like clarify. Hey, I'm getting unsticked, right? Because I don't want to be duped. He goes, "Yeah, what we agreed to, we'll send you I back." Know, I feel like I should get like a con, maybe a contract. Even he goes, "We've already made the agreement." Okay, well, yeah, I give them to him. So you give him, you give him the pieces, and he uh, he takes somebody, he looks at him, he goes, "Okay, this is it." And you see that he like looks straight up into the sky and he goes, send her back. And you just kind of like come to and you're standing in that laundromat. And you see uh, Clint Silverton like elbow that that machine and he grabs that candy bar and he goes, I love fucking dark chocolate Milky Ways. And then the host goes, ladies and gentlemen, Angelina Martin. And you go up. And I haven't I haven't killed the kid yet? You do your set. You see that kid run right towards you, and he kicks over the stand. What would you do? I say, hey, buddy. I know my parents don't pay attention to me either, but that doesn't make it okay to be a public nuisance. Yeah. I'd say, listen, I'll give you $20 to shut up. The kid's like, okay. And he takes her 20, and then he kicks the mic stand over again. <laughs> he gives you the finger, and he, sp- he spits in your face. And you, you like, have had it. You're like, you and know what? And then I walk out of there. So you walk out of there. You're I like, walk- fuck this. This is chance number two. You walk out of there. You're, you're And like, I don't kill a kid. You don't kill that kid. You don't kill a kid. The kid, uh, kid like, kind of runs out after you, and he goes, hey, lady. And you turn around, he goes, Man, my mom and dad are gonna be so mad at you. And as you like turn back around in the parking lot, uh, you see a, <laughs> you see like a, a Ford truck just barrel into the parking lot and it runs you over. <laughs> and getting out of the car, that kid's parents <laughs> and they were like, "What are you doing outside, Junior?" And they they <laughs> scoop him up and they throw him in the truck and they back out and they leave. They leave your body. <laughs> they leave it in the parking lot. <laughs> They leave it in the parking lot. Do I bleed out? Do I die? Yeah, you fucking die. 
you bleed out in the parking lot. The last thing you see is the the truck nuts on that truck just swaying in the wind, <laughs> and you fucking die in that parking lot. Is there anyone around <laughs> no. to, to come no. to my aid? <laughs> no, you were in. Do I have any last words? <laughs> you go, oh, <laughs> for like 30 seconds, just a death growl, and then you fucking die. No. <laughs> no, I had so much potential. <laughs> I was headlining the laundromat. <laughs> I'll tumble for you. Ah, oh, fuck me.